Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast. This is one just about me and Manchester City losing. We'll check on scores, we'll check on things. I didn't want to have to do this one. I didn't want to have to do this podcast. I know this sounds really fucking dramatic. And in the greater scheme of things with wars and people's lives and my you know, people dying and all sorts of things like that. This this game and this sport doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. It has no bearing on life. It has no bearing on anything except this podcast, this show, this whatever. But these games hurt. These games are painful. They are unreal moments of joy and pain and suffering and you pour your heart and soul into whether today's going to be a good day or a bad day it's the most least it's the most important least important thing in the world and uh, manchester city crash out to real madrid 6-5 on aggregate losing in the second leg at the bernabeu 3-1 after being up five three going into the ninetieth minute. For the uninitiated, this is this is Red Sox Yankees, this is Boone home run. Uh Manchester City are taking on a in the Champions League, are taking on a Red Sox quality in that they can't seem no regardless of the opponent for the for the Red Sox it was the opponent that was the hurdle to climb for City it's the tournament itself that is the hurdle to climb um City did everything right this was not a Pep got something wrong we're we're trying to find reasons there's Pep out people they I understand why it, there's a pain that comes with losing. There's a pain that comes with football because you can't control it all. City control everything they can control, but the magic of fans, the magic of a building, the magic of history. Um, Real Madrid have that. And that's what makes it so, so difficult to feel the feelings that happen in these games. Um, I've been depressed for 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever it is. I I mean, I'm feeling other things. There's life that's making me upset and depressed or whatever. But football gives you an outlet to feel and you pour feelings into these men wearing their light blue shirts, kicking a ball around and and they lose. Um, that's my top feelings. That's how it's starting. That's how it's feeling right now. And I know that's what most people want to hear about. They want to hear about the feelings uh, that I've gone through uh, with the team, with Manchester City losing. I think another thing that's interesting that's been brought up around Manchester City losing and more Real Madrid winning. I mean, let me stop. I mean, I know I'm a City fan. Real Madrid are fucking incredible. They're an institution. How they find these levels out of nothing 
to win these games. They've now done this four times in a row. It's now not magic. They are the inferior teams, but they have an extra thing. They have the weight of the shirt. They are Real Madrid. They are Los Blancos. They are the Madristas. They carry the weight of the cups with them. And that's what I wanted to drive at is one of the things that's so interesting about football and something that city fans, we get it. We, it gets thrown in our face. You can't buy history. You can't buy whatever you can't find. It's not when people say that they're not talking about the individual club's history. Manchester City were founded as uh, St. Mark's Groton in 1880 as a as a Catholic school in a poor neighborhood to try and, you know, stop people from being in the streets, uh, became Ardwick in 1887 and, and became Manchester city in 1894. Like we have history. We won the FA cup in 1904. Like it's not that history that that's missing at the local level. Manchester city have plenty of history for people from East Manchester. They mean a lot. What city don't have history in is pan-European royalty the way that Madrid has, the way that Liverpool has, the way that a lot of the teams that were the central story of the televised football era starting in the 50s and 60s, very similar. The Champions League has a very similar history to the NFL in that it's it grows together. Why are the Cowboys so big? Why are the Pittsburgh Steelers so big? Why are the Raiders so big? They were the central components, the central story in the narrative of the NFL in the 70s as sports media explodes. So Madrid, Ajax, Liverpool, AC Milan, Inter Milan, these are the teams that grew in the first sports era and then the second sports era through the 80s by being televised when there was nothing on these teams took on mythical status and these clubs held on mystical levels there's a reason why certain players are so famous because of when they performed the era they performed and why and how they performed Pele from the 50s into the 70s, he's in color. He's in a national stage. City, and the reason why I'm talking through all these other things is City don't have that. And uh, as they're coming up in this since the two, since 2008 and more since 2010, they're coming up in an era when there's plenty of football on. You can watch any team. You can play FIFA. We're just one of many, many things people can do. We're not a central story to people's lives of like, I've never seen such a thing. I love football and I have this moment. So City will never get there or we will in a, in a different era. Maybe it's possible for City to get there, but we have to grow. We have to feel the pain of these games. And I can make myself cry thinking about these. Feel the pain of losing in the final minute of a Champions League. Feel the pain and the joy of winning the Premier League in 93-20. Feel the pain of losing to Tottenham on a VAR call uh, for for Raheem Sterling. Feel the pain of an of a goal going in off an arm. Feel the pain of losing to Lyon when you had everything matched up together. Feel the pain of of of, of Mbappe at 17 years old in Monaco, just ripping City to shreds. Feel the pain. 
all those things are things that City has to feel and go through and deal with as a team to grow and have moments. Now, right now, it's just City fans. So we are now becoming part of the narrative. But only as the foil. Only as the bad guy. Only as the as the antagonist, not the protagonist. City are against Liverpool. Liverpool's the protagonist. City are against PSG. Well, that one's less so. City are against Real Madrid. They're the protagonist. We're just filling in for this robotic death machine. But for City fans, we are feeling it. It's happening to us live It's hard. It's hard because when you're a big sports fan, especially for football, you might be the, for your friends, you might be the Manchester City representative. For for English fans, maybe you guys don't have this. For fan hub friends, you are the, you are the fan for that club. So for instance, I think of Tony Sarasso, he is the West Ham guy I know. When something happens to West Ham, I say, hey, Tony, how are you feeling? When something happens to Chelsea, I go to Fred Sarasso. I say, Fred, how's it feeling with Chelsea? When it's Spurs, I commiserate with Mike. And when it's City, I'm the person that people come to. Or Alex Shafiro for Liverpool. When something happens to Liverpool, he's the first one to come after me. I don't really have a Man United friend. Oh, no, I have John. John Santana. When it's just when it's United, it's Santana. And when it's Arsenal, it's Arsenal Fan TV. I have to check. No, I'm sure I have Austin Rogers and an egg for Arsenal and a couple other friends. Brian, of course, who has to who loves to see me crying. But when you're the representative of a team, the the commiserations and the feelings come to you. You become that person. You rep. You stand up and you represent the club. You get the apologies. You get the the ribbing. It becomes you become the club. In those moments, they're binding moments where you are the team because you represent Manchester City for your friends or your friends by talking so passionately about them. You're like City, City, City. I fucking love you. I needed this. And now I think what I learned from this uh, from this occasion is. I'm not expecting anything from the Champions League anymore until until they actually raise the fucking cup. I'm not I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put myself in that situation ever again. I've got to let it go. And now I'm ready. I'm ready to lose the league. I'm ready to have Liverpool win the quadruple. I don't care. I'm hurt. I'm too hurt to 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 even get up for Sunday's game against Newcastle because I just I don't have it in me. <laughs> Uh, that was painful to have Riyad Mahrez put the goal in. City look like they're cruising. They're just knocking the ball around. A game I've seen a million times. And then Rodrigo twice. Boom, boom. And then City are done. We're fucking cooked. There's no way. Um, and it's hurtful. It really, really is hurtful. But let's um, let's go to the scores. Because <laughs> there is other football. Football lives on. Football goes on. In the other matches, Liverpool survive a scare against Villarreal, win 3-2. I, of course, am uh, Villarreal were heroic. They were up 2-0. Um, Buila, Dia, and Coquelin 
and Kapu. Kapu got sent off, but our friends from North London, they put Villarreal up 2-0, and the first half was a masterclass by Emery, but Liverpool just have too much. Luis Diaz comes on at halftime, completely changes the game, and then Fabinho puts them puts them up one as he smashes one home. Diaz five minutes after that, and then it's over. Mane scores one more, but there's really... Villarreal really have nothing left after the sec after the first goal because they were already down 2-0. Kapu gets a red card. And the easiest Champions League final path. Now, they had to win the games. This game was tough. And I shouldn't say it was easy. I should be respectful. City might not have made it. Liverpool do have European history. It's in the club. I can't explain it. We don't have it in American sports. There's nothing like this. It's so frustrating. I don't know where to put it. Um, but the heart of a champion, we have it in boxing, I suppose. We had we had it in our sports when there was less free agency, when teams stayed together and suffered together. Um, but Liverpool have that institutional strength. So they go on, and in a battle of like epic proportions, a rematch of two years ago when the shithousery of, of Ramos took out Salah, it'll be Liverpool versus Real Madrid in Paris. Uh, we know about City losing 4-3. Um, we also have some Europa and Conference League games. I'll start with Europa. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but West Ham, who were down a goal heading into Eintracht Frankfurt to try and pull out a chance at the Europa League final, do lose at the final hurdle away to Eintracht Frankfurt 1-0. Uh, Cresswell gets a gets a red card early and really puts this game out of reach. Uh, Rafael Bore scores the goal. And Eintracht Frankfurt, best fans in Germany, maybe up there with Dortmund. West Ham, there were fights. There, were, there was hooliganism. There was a lot of good stuff. This is a real proper tilt. Uh, very interesting. Eintracht Frankfurt goes to the final on a 3-1 aggregate. And this game is not about watching and playing football. This is all about feeling the feelings of the fans of these two teams that are known and big teams within their communities, but not, not trophy-winning teams. And Eintracht Frankfurt's fans storm the field just getting to the final in their all-white shirts. Uh, this is their first final since 1980. Uh, it's pretty exciting for Eintracht Frankfurt. And on the other side of this bracket, we have a major upset in Glasgow Rangers defeating the Champions League side, RB Leipzig, 3-2 on aggregate, 3-1 on the night. Just an incredible result at the Ibrox. For folks that don't know about these these teams or these countries rangers are a giant massive historical club but the money over the last 40 years has really taken its toll on the smaller leagues in europe but rangers are a massive club they have a massive fan base rabid so the scots of glasgow will go up against the rabid teutonics of of eintracht frankfurt in a battle of fans i don't think we're going to get great football from these two teams but what we are going to get is a fandom level that I don't think the Europa League has seen in decades. Uh, I'm not even being funny. 
Uh, I mean, the thing is with with um, with Rangers, you've got Lonstrom who played at uh, Sheffield United. Uh, you've got some lower level European guys. James Trevenier at left back is an incredible player. Was player of the season in Scotland. And Ryan Kent. I mean, these are not household names. They are in Scotland, of course. I don't know these names very well. But if you think about it, here's Aaron Ramsey and Leon Balagon not even playing in this game. Scott Arfield came on. Balagon came on as well. But uh, for 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 Leipzig, Unkuku, who's going to get bought by everyone. Danny Almo is a Spain international. Um, Paulson is a Swedish international. This team is loaded with great players. Angelino, a uh, former City player, almost player of the year for this team. And Leipzig really blows a chance at um, Gulachi, who's a, I believe, a Hungarian international in goal. This Leipzig team really blows a chance at something they should expect to win. Again, this is a moment. Same Leipzig and, and Rangers are similar to a city kind of a, one of these moments where Leipzig lacking history, lacking pedigree, lacking institutional fortitude on the national stage. These are not. A well-run team, as well-run a club, RB Leipzig, as anything. But they don't have the pedigree. So they go on. And then in the Europa Conference League, the newest league, we have our supervillain, Mr. Jose Mourinho, taking Roma to the final against Feyenoord. These are two pretty big clubs. And I think that the Europa Conference League has gotten a bad rap. I think it's done pretty well. Uh, You'd expect... Jose Mourinho to, to pull this one out. The funny thing was they're sort of the 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 uh, baseball uh, BR sports reference put out some tweet that said Jose Mourinho is the first manager to take a team to the Europa League, Champions League, and Conference League final. I'm like, this is the first year of the Conference League. What a stupid thing to fucking write. So that was annoying. Um, and Brendan Rodgers gets a bottle job again. I wouldn't say he bottled it, but. It's just fun to say they were coming in on a one-one on aggregate, but Roma go through on a goal by who else? Tammy Abraham, and of course Mourinho shit houses his way to the end and doesn't play for the rest of the game. <laughs> the stats bear that one out, uh, but yeah, Roma, Roma go through. So Italy do have a representative in a final final, um, but yeah, a really crazy European night, especially. At the at the conference league level, uh, especially for Eintracht Frankfurt, who I'm really happy for because of our friend uh, that we talked about, Timo, uh, way back when. Really sad for City. Really frustrated that now we've got to try and pick ourselves off off the mat, and on Sunday face Newcastle at home, hoping against hope to lift ourselves up and get a win. Um, from the top four perspective, Tottenham on Saturday do go against Liverpool. That's a massive game. Um, Tottenham are set up to defeat Liverpool. Liverpool have a lot of games in their legs. The one good thing I can say about the Villarreal game is that it did take effort for Liverpool. It wasn't an easy game. They had to fight. They had to get bloodied a little bit. And so they'll go again against Tottenham. Hopefully, you know, they have a lot to play for. They have a chance at something no one has ever done in the history of football, which is win four domestic trophies in their league. So they already have the League Cup. 
They're on in the final for the Champions League. They're in the final for the FA Cup. They just have the trouble of uh, little old Manchester City standing in their way with a one-point lead. Um, but now City are wounded. I mean, maybe players don't feel like fans do, but I find it hard to believe that City will be able to lift themselves up off the mat. Um, they played so well. I'm so proud of them. They didn't deserve to lose. I can't really kill any of the players. Um, I just, it's just like mistakes. I mean, it's football, right? You, little things happen. Benzema's lethal, you know, weird penalty, uh, a header running across out of nothing. I mean, Real Madrid were dead. They were done. They were cooked. I know I'm back at my game, but uh, I think that's probably what everyone's here for. A little schadenfreude of, of Laurent hurting and dying with his team. I'm fucking crushed. I just am. And I don't care. I am. I'm fucking crushed. I don't understand sport. I don't know why I do it. I don't know why I get myself involved with this stupid fucking death march of sport. It is. Hopefully that didn't uh, come through because I was listening to something on YouTube. Um, but it's a it's it's brutal. It really is. I should talk about some of the games we've been chatting about. Uh, Nottingham Forest did not beat Bournemouth. It was a good game. Uh, Bournemouth, congratulations, returned to the Premier League on the first try. Scott Parker brings Bournemouth back up. Uh, Nottingham Forest now drop into the playoffs, and um, it will be a war. They will face Luton Town, who just got crushed by um, by Fulham. They shouldn't have a problem against Luton Town, but there is one more game in the championship. Luton Town could get pipped if Middlesbrough win and they lose or draw. And uh, this weekend is the final weekend of the championship, so that's usually a fun final game of the season. It should be something interesting that happens there. But Luton have got to win... So do Sheffield. So Middlesbrough can get in with a win and a draw. Let's see. Yeah, Middlesbrough has a good shot, but they've got to win. If they win, then they put pressure on the others to win. So Luton have Reading, who almost got relegated, but are but survived. And um, Sheffield have Fulham, but Fulham are done. So that might be good for them, but I think Fulham will play hard. Nottingham Forest, uh, they're they're in the playoffs. Who's the last one I was talking about? Middlesbrough have Preston, also uh, a poor team, but that's a way they have to play at a place called Deepdale Stadium, which I love the name of. But all those games are on at four thirty in the morning Pacific, so I will wake up and find out what happens there. Um, but that's the championship. Um, also, always a good time. The playoffs have started on there. 
the playoff championships for the to get into the Premier League are usually one of the best things you can watch. And I'll be keeping my eye on Nottingham Forest. We'll talk about Salernitana. I'm sure um, Mike would love everyone to know that the wonderful and powerful Salernitana do get their win against Venezia and are officially out of the relegation zone. Wow. But they do have to play uh, Cagliari uh, this weekend. So there are three games to play. They have a one-point lead. They're behind on goal difference, but their form is four wins out of five, while Cagliari has four losses out of five. So this is a big one. Keep an eye on my friend, Mr. Simeone Verdi, who came, who's been only with the club since uh, February. He had been injured all season and is making a huge push for uh, Salernitana to stay in uh, Syria. Uh, a massive, massive, massive story. Uh, and I'll let Mike cover that on Monday. But yeah, that was my season. Uh, City have to go again. I'm sure there are other things to talk about. I will give a little bit of a little bit of our 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 um relegation fight here. Burnley have Aston Villa at home. That is a uh on Saturday. That's one. And then Everton have Leicester away and Leeds have Arsenal. That Leeds Arsenal game is a big one because Arsenal need those wins to stay in the top four. They have a two point lead on Spurs while Spurs face Liverpool. I think Spurs don't, a draw for Spurs would be incredible and also for City. Uh, a loss does not kill Tottenham, but it puts them five points back going into the Derby uh, the following week. So uh, this is a big weekend for the top four race. Um, it looks like. Arsenal are in the driver's seat. You'd expect them to beat Leeds, but uh, Tottenham, this season has never been a season that makes any sense <laughs> at all. So uh, we'll be keeping our eye on Leeds and Burnley and Everton and Spurs, Tottenham and Liverpool, while City end the week at home against Newcastle, trying to lick our wounds, pick ourselves up off the mat, and go again. Um. Go again. I don't know how we do it. I don't know how football. Where does football go from here as a, as an announcer said when City won the league in 2012? Where does football go from here? Where do City fans go from here? We've got to just sort of go back to our original feeling be that club that almost got relegated out of League Two and go back and just accept some of the things that are in our DNA. Typical City. We are a team that find ways to lose. That is our DNA. And while all the money in the world has changed the profile of the club and Pep Guardiola has made us an envy of the footballing world, and we're one point ahead of the greatest team of all time, according to Liverpool. We still have in us typical City. Still. So, typical City. Again. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with a sad, sad Laurent. Mike, 
was flying today. We are members of the we are members of the Chop Sport Network. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. I can't even talk. We are friends of Fan Hub. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, even when our souls are crushed. And uh, please rate and review the show. Please watch this out of Schadenfreude and uh, make sure that to subscribe and write reviews and commiserate with me.